Hello, and welcome to the County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of the Conversation, we'll talk with Angela Acosta, a sexual violence outreach specialist with the Office for Women and Domestic and Sexual Violence Services. Now, April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month, and we're going to chat with Angela about domestic violence and sexual violence, how the county is observing the, the month, and some sexual assault statistics for Fairfax County that may uh, may uh, surprise some of you. So, Angela, thanks for, for being with us on the County Conversation. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Important topic, a uh, topic that, um, am I wrong to say, didn't get discussed a lot, but it seems like more recently it's kind of being out in the open and being talked about? Yes, it definitely is. Um, There has been a big movement in the recent years um, talking about sexual violence uh, and sexual assault. Yeah. And April is, uh, let's see if I can get this right, Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Why do we have a month that's proclaimed this? Uh, So it used to be a week. Mm. Uh, It used to be known as Sexual Assault Awareness Week back in the late 1980s. Mm. Um, And in the late 1990s, advocates um, felt that a week was just not enough Mm. for all of the events that they wanted to hold. Oh, interesting. So then they um, made that week into a month. Mm-hmm. And it helps, I guess, get the, the, the word out more and helps publicity around sexual violence, sexual assault? Yeah, definitely. The goal of uh, SAM, Sexual Assault Awareness Month, is to raise public awareness uh, about sexual violence and educate the community and individuals on preventative measures. Mm-hmm. And how are you doing that? Um, Well, this year we're doing um, a lot of events, different types of events. So Mm -hmm. we are having several lunch and learns, our community events, you can say, Mm. um, around the topic of consent, um, Mm. because consent is very important in sexual violence. Um, Sexual violence is any type of unwanted or non-consensual sexual contact. Um, So talking about consent and um, the lunch and learns are specific to how to talk to your child about it. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, Well, and I'm going to ask you, do you have specific dates you want to throw out? And I'll just tell our listeners, hopefully you're listening during the month of April when some of these events are still coming up. If you have to be, if you happen to be listening after the month of April uh, and these events are passed, at some point we'll throw out a website or a telephone number or something like that where folks can get more information. So if if these dates are passed, uh, there will be a resource for you. So some of these lunch and learns, do you have some some upcoming dates? Yes. So for county employees, we are having having uh, a lunch and learn on April 19th in the South County Human Res- uh, Services building um, from noon to 11, and you, uh, the county employees can sign up through EmployeeU. Mm. Um, and then we also have two evening events that it's open to community members, um, and that is April 19th at 7 p.m. at Tyson's Pimmit Regional Library. And on April 25th, we will have a community event at Sherwood Regional Library, also at 7 p.m. And kind of what can folks get from these community events, these couple that you mentioned, especially the the two in the evening at the libraries? What's the, I know the purpose and the goal is, you know, education and that type of thing, but are there some specifics that folks can can go in in knowing that they're going to hear about or talk about or learn about? 
So the the goal of these Lunch and Learns is to give parents the tools they need to talk to their children um, about consent and about sex. Uh, parents believe that um, it's they should... Um, it's not an easy subject to talk about because I'm a parent. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely is not. And um, a lot of people tend to wait because yeah, they believe yeah, that the yeah. topic is too <laughs> sensitive for maybe a three-year-old. Um, but it's important to instill consent in everyday um, activities. So if you have a three-year-old, how do you kind of teach them what consent is? Um, asking them, um, can I remove your coat or can I remove your shoes? That teaches children from a very young age about the importance of consent. Wow. I would, I, I would have ever thought about that. That's an excellent example. Excellent yeah. example. Other community events coming up that, uh, or, or those, the couple, the, the highlights or whatever? Yes, and um, we do have our fourth annual Walk to End Sexual Violence on mm. April 21st, and that is actually here at the Government Center at 10 a.m. Um, and it's um, we walk around. It's little less than a 5K, um, and we just bring awareness to sexual violence. Um, activities include a resource fair so we have a lot of community resources come out and provide their information um, we also have um, a little bit of zumba uh, in the beginning <laughs> okay. to kind of um, warm people kind up of break the ice <laughs> exactly um, some raffle items and some food trucks so oh. it's we're trying to make this topic not so scary to talk about. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a, a stigma with it, and it, it, definitely yeah. yes. Um, how can folks attend the April twenty first event? Well, not how can they attend, but how can they show their support? Is it by just attending? Is it by 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 participating in the walk? I mean, what what? I guess what's the the goal, the end goal for someone to to be at the April twenty first event? Well, they can definitely participate. They can register for the walk. There is a registration um, link on Eventbrite. So if you just okay. um, search for um, sexual violence walk, uh, you'll find it. But there's also several opportunities to volunteer at the walk mm. um, and just coming out and being that support that survivors need. Mm -hmm. Difficult subject to talk about as we've as we've as we've kind of talked about uh, a difficult subject to uh, I'm assuming to be involved with how did you get involved in this area and this work and, and and especially with Fairfax County what 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 brought you here well I've always been into the um, crime shows so right. law and order right. sexual um, um, special Victims Unit and like CSI. So ever since I was little, I've always um, seen those shows and I've always wanted to be involved in the criminal justice system. Mm -hmm. And I, growing up at a young age, I thought there was only the detective and the um, prosecutor side. I never really um, learned about the advocacy side yeah. of it. And it wasn't until I um, graduated my, my master's, graduated after my master's degree, I got a um, internship at Northern Virginia Community College in their sexual assault services office. Mm. And that's where I learned that there's a total different side to just the detective, the criminal justice side 
of um, sexual violence. That's interesting. That's interesting because, you know, now as you're saying that and I'm thinking about it, all the crime shows on TV and, you know, there are tons and law, lawyer shows and that type of thing, that's an area you don't see portrayed. You don't. And I mean, the uh, detectives, especially in Law and Order, they're uh, big advocates yeah. of victims. But there are several victims that just don't report. They don't go to the police um, because they're afraid, because they're ashamed. They they feel that they may be blamed. Mm -hmm. So for those victims out there, there are advocates that can support you through the process. And there does not need to be a police report. Mm -hmm. Is that is that what the Fairfax County Office for Women and Domestic and Sexual Violence Services is there for? Yes. So we don't require for um, survivors to seek our services. We don't require a police report. Hmm. So there can be a police report or there cannot be or there isn't a police report, I right. should say. What kind of walk us through a little bit about about the office that you work for um, and again a long title and uh, you know apologies for that but make make sure I repeat it several times so folks can can get it in case they need to google it or go on the county website the office for women and domestic and sexual violence services kind of go through some of the services and and what your office offers that that type of thing Sure. So our um, the Office for Women and Domestic and Sexual Violence Services has a 24-hour hotline. Um, and that is um, an entry point to our services, or one of the most common, I should say. Um, and that phone number is 703-360-7273. Um, so when someone calls a hotline, they are able to get connected to services. So there's counseling services, both individual and support groups. We have advocacy services. So advocates sit down with, um, with victims and go over all of their, um, their options. Mm -hmm. um, so our office takes uh, a victim-centered approach it's all about the victim and what he or she chooses mm. to do. Mm. Um, we just give them the tools um, and the information they need to make that decision on their own. Gotcha. Yeah, because I, I would have no idea what you offered until, unfortunately, I'm in that situation to need the services that you offer. So how do I know if I'm a, if I'm a victim? How do I even know what to ask? Is that kind of where you guys kind of step in and kind of talk about what's available and what resources, which then kind of leads to questions? So we, when a caller calls the hotline, we do ask several questions just to get a little bit more of information as to what services they're in need of. Um, and then we try to connect them, whether it is the counseling advocacy or if there has been a sexual assault recently, uh, making sure that they go um, get a nurse uh, sexual assault nurse examination mm -hmm. uh, at the at the hospital just to make sure that they're okay right. um, and preventative and take preventative measures. Right. We're talking about a. Uh very tough subject. We're talking about sexual assault, but important topic. The month of April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month, and we're talking with Angela Acosta, who is a sexual violence outreach specialist with the Office for Women and Domestic and Sexual Violence Services in Fairfax County. 
And again, April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. If you happen to be listening after the month of April, don't worry. There's plenty of services, and the, the counseling, the advocacy, that type of stuff that the, the office provides is, is 12 months a year. It's, it's going on. And again, I want to throw that 24-hour hotline number out that Angela mentioned. It's 703-360-7273. So again, that's 24 hours. And that's, that's an important piece, isn't it, because sexual assault, is not a nine to five thing. It's not, and um, it is very common. Um, all of us probably know of a survivor. Uh, maybe they're not um, open mm. about their victimization, or they just don't feel comfortable um, talking to some of us. But all of us um, know someone that has been affected by wow. this issue that's, that's that's pretty dramatic when you say that yeah and we don't think about it we don't go around thinking oh you know i know a, a victim of sexual violence it's yeah. just something that a lot of people just don't think about yeah do you uh, do you have some numbers or statistics or anything along that line that you could share that uh, I, i'm thinking but and i don't even know what these numbers are but i'm thinking I and other listeners here are going to be quite surprised that this is happening in Fairfax County. Yes. So in 2017, there was 265 um, forcible sex offenses reported to Fairfax County Police. Um, And those are just the reported cases. Um, The Office for Women and Domestic and Sexual Violence Services went on 45. Um, hospital accompaniments. So another service that our office offers is that we provide support services to um, to victims of sexual assaults or intimate partner violence. Mm. Um, when they go to the hospital, it is a very traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. So we're there with the with the victim and support them throughout that whole process. Um, and just statistically speaking, two thirds of sexual assaults go unreported. Wow! So if you kind of take that 265 number yeah, of the yeah, reported, yeah. so approximately there was 540 um, sexual assaults that were unreported in 2017. Wow! <laughs> I, I'm I'm sorry for the for the pause there. I was just kind of thinking about that. That's that's an incredible number, but it's also sad. It is. How, how do we how do we get victims of sexual assault to report or to come forward or to to take take some kind of action? I mean, I know that's what you guys are are working on and doing, but how can we how can we how can we do it? Uh, there is no one way, just because all victims are different um, and we don't know their experiences. Um, so just being there for a someone that has disclosed to you listening actively um, believing them is very important mm. and showing that you support um, and it's not about telling the victim what to do it's just providing them with the tools necessary to take a decision whether they want to report whether they want to seek counseling we can't really force anybody right. um, to take any of those um, services or take advantage of any of those services is just providing them with the tools necessary so they can um, start their healing process. But I'll be honest, if it was me and I was counseling someone, and, and that's the reason I'm not a counselor, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say press charges. 
you know, but but you're saying in your role as a counselor, you can only you can only lead the horse to order. You can't make them drink. Yes, because um, during the sexual assault or the incident, they were take um, the choice was taken away from them. So if you as a counselor say you have no choice, you have to report, you're you're taking another choice away from them. And that's what we are um, we as advocates are there for, to give them back their choices, their mm-hmm. self autonomy. That's, that's that's an excellent way to say it. That, that beautifully stated. I couldn't have uh, yeah, I just couldn't have said it any better there. Um, any other statistics? Any other numbers? Not that I, <laughs> not that I think I want to hear anymore. But seven out of ten rapes are committed by someone known to the victim. Wow. So um, often, the, it's often the case that we think that it is um, strangers mm-hmm. that are yeah, committing random uh, randoms, yeah. and I think that's what um, these crime shows kind of depict or the mm. media does that we um, victims don't know who right, was sexually right. assaulted but it's often the case that they do know it's someone close to them mm. it's a family member it's a loved one it's mm. a friend an acquaintance a co-worker yeah. um, and, and I guess I guess that makes sense because if I'm maybe know you or at least seen you or familiar with you may maybe my guard down is down a little bit more and my senses are not as attuned i'm thinking yes that's true but then also um a lot of people know that they have the ability to take advantage Mm -hmm. of you um, or victims in certain situations gotcha gotcha anything else Um, Any other key highlights you want to throw out about statistics or anything happening in Fairfax County? Well, the general statistic, um, one in two women and one in five men uh, will experience some type of sexual violence in their lifetime. Wow. (laughs) Say that one again. (laughs) One in two women and one in five men. Wow. And is that, and that's, wow. I'm not often speechless on the podcast, but you, <laughs> you've, you've caught me speechless several times here. That's a that's a staggering number. It is. It is. Um, I mean, that's fifty percent of women, mm-hmm. and twenty percent of men. If I'm getting my math correct, one out of five. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a it's an important issue um, that a lot of people just don't like talking about it yeah. because we don't think that. It can happen to us, or right. it can happen to our loved one. Right. Um, it's just something that we don't think about yeah. um, in our everyday lives. But um, everybody's voice is powerful and um, necessary in the conversation to prevent um, sexual violence, mm-hmm. and we need to start at an earlier age rather than a later age. Gotcha. Um, a lot of um, talk around sexual violence is done in college on college campuses Mm. Uh, but that's too late because we know that around um, one in four girls and one in six boys will experience some type of sexual assault prior to the age of 18. wow goodness that 24-hour hotline what's that number again it's 703-360-7273 so that's the first 
Well, I shouldn't say the first. 911. Yes. If you f- are unsafe um, or feel like you are being threatened or um, you just fear for your life, um, don't call the hotline. Call 911. Yeah. But after you're past that stage, if if you've been in any kind of situation, call 703-360-7273. Again, that's kind of the, the first step into this system that folks unfortunately now will have to become familiar with where they can come in contact with your office, the Office for Women and Domestic Violence and Sexual Violence Services for counseling and advocacy and that type of thing. Yeah, so we um, we can, like I said, give the um, the victim tools that they will need and then um, they can decide what mm-hmm. actions to take next. All right. We're talking with Angela Costa with, again, Fairfax County's Office for Women and Domestic and Sexual Violence Services. Uh, uh, powerful, important topic that we're talking about, and we're talking about it during this month of April, which is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. But again, if you're listening after April, continue, you know, please listen to this podcast and listen to some of those statistics and rewind it back again and listen to some of those stats because it truly is staggering and um you know, call that, that hotline number if you, if you need to. Last 30 seconds or so, Angela, anything you want to end with, anything I haven't asked, any, um, anything you want folks to know about your office or Sexual Assault Awareness Month or sexual violence? Well, if they would want to get more information, um, they can go on fairfaxcounty.gov and search Sexual Assault Awareness Month, um, and there is the list of the activities done this um during this month, but there's also a lot more information on um, our services and how to volunteer with our office, if that's something that they would be interested in. Okay, awesome. Again, that 24-hour hotline, 703-360-7273. Again, the county website is fairfaxcounty.gov. Thanks to Angela for being with us. Thanks to you for listening, and thanks uh, for sharing this and all editions of the county conversation with any friends and family that you might know that might enjoy it. If you need to get more Fairfax County news and event information, you can go online to fairfaxcounty.gov news. You can also call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329, weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Thanks again for listening to the county conversation, which is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.